Hi, I'm Kevin Cummins. I'm going to take you through my expectation for this week's uh, FOMC meeting. Uh, the Fed meets on Tuesday and Wednesday this week. At, on Wednesday, the market is looking for the FOMC statement at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and then, of course, what typically happens after an FOMC meeting, the Federal Reserve Chair Powell will address the media at 2.30. Um, there's not too much to expect from the FOMC this week. Um, I think from the standpoint of many changes to the statement, uh, there probably aren't gonna be all that many. Um, the wording on the economy can largely re be repeated from the last statement in December. Although officials will probably note some of the signs of slowing in the overall economy since the December meeting. Um, if, if you remember earlier this month, we had a very weak jobs report. It showed an outright in job growth. Jobless claims have started to pick back up heading into year end, consistent with the idea that um, tighter restrictions regarding COVID are leading to a slowing in the overall economy. We've seen retail sales fall for three straight months, and it seems that consumer confidence has been cracking a little bit here in early 2021. Um, so that the Fed is probably in the near term a little bit more concerned than they were in December, but not probably meaningful enough to really change the overall tone of the statement. I think the overall message from the Fed will continue to be very dovish. Um, Powell will begin his press conference at 2.30. Presumably he'll reiterate that there'll be you know, significant near-term challenges and uncertainties associated with COVID. Uh, but that news on the vaccines remains fairly encouraging for the outlook. Um, I think he's gonna very much repeat that the outlook for the economy is very much dependent on the course of the virus. This is something that he's really emphasized uh, correctly since you know, last spring. Um, but I think that he will sound a little bit more concerned with regard to the labor market and the near-term economy um, just because of renewed restrictions and lockdowns and some of the social distancing that people are continuing to um, live their lives with COVID for the time being. Um, but that the Fed's outlook eventually is gonna get better as most economists are forecasting as vaccines start to um, be more widespread, the economy should start to come back. So I think you know, from a medium to longer term, I think Powell's gonna be a little bit more uh, optimistic uh, than certainly the near term. Uh, and don't forget, the meeting in December was prior to the phase four fiscal stimulus package that I, I would imagine he'd say that, you know, because at least in due in part to this, that we're going to get through the next couple of months because of, you know, still accommodative monetary policy as well as uh, the latest round of fiscal policy. You know, I would think that um, the press does ask for his insights about the Biden's proposal, uh, President Biden's proposal about additional round of fiscal stimulus of a $1.9 trillion uh, fifth round of stimulus. Um, but I think Powell will probably, you know, emphasize that that's, you know, up to fiscal policymakers and not so much uh, the Federal Reserve chair, but that you know, the economy is in, still in a very vulnerable position. So any additional fiscal stimulus would be helpful to um, get the economy back on track will be the takeaway. But I think in general, he'll avoid 
any specific targeted ways of approaching a potential fiscal stimulus package that is likely in the next couple of months. Um, he'll be asked on inflation from the standpoint of uh, break-even uh, market-based inflation expectations have drifted back up since the committee met in December. Um, but the overall backdrop for the actual inflation has been very weak. If you look at the trend in core inflation, the latest CPI last week put the year-on-year -year pace at just 1.6%. And prior to COVID, that was running at 2.4%. Uh, earlier this month on January 14th, the chairman was um, asked in a pretty extensive Q&A about his view on inflation, and he sounded very dovish. He said, if inflation were to go up for any reason, it's unlikely to stay up. Um, there's plenty of slack in the current economy, and he doesn't feel that there's wage pressures going to push inflation higher anytime soon uh, that would support higher inflation. So you know, he emphasized that the economy is still a long way away from maximum employment. So I suppose that um, his overall view hasn't changed very much since January 14th. If anything, the uh, core CPI was a little on the softer than expected side. Um, meanwhile, um, with regard to interest rate policy or balance sheet policy, um, unlike the December meeting where really part market participants were very much focused on whether or not the Fed was gonna try and provide more accommodation in the time being, uh, in December, and they opted out not to, other than just kind of aligning their language specifically uh, with regard to their balance sheet uh, to their um, longer term strategy, uh, they left the uh, weighted average maturity steady. Um, and we had thought they would leave it steady. Some in the market were expecting a change in this. Um, but I think since then, you know, Powell's and, and even at the press conference there, he was pretty clear that, you know, if circumstances were to shift, then additional action could be warranted. But, you know, he raised some doubts on the effectiveness about trying to change around their purchases. Um, and he kind of suggested that unless uh, financial conditions were change and to tighten, then right now, the amount of support that monetary policymakers are providing is certainly um, in his view, appropriate. So we're not looking for any changes this time around, nor is the market. In fact, I think that sort of uh, take on whether or not uh, there's going to be a mature, a future maturity extension um, leaves the Fed kind of in the case of if things were to worsen and get bad, they have additional tools there that they could use that tool. But right now, it doesn't seem like it's going to be unveiled anytime soon. Um, unless, again, we see some sort of uh, tightening in financial conditions that they feel the need to try and offset that. Um, we'll also expect that the chairman, there's been a lot of rhetoric more recently about the potential timing of tapering of the QE program. Uh, the December minutes that were released in early January more uh, touched on just the fact that there was a conversation about the overall QE program. I don't think it was necessarily a signal from the Fed of any sort of near-term hawkishness. Let's not forget the Fed right now is most concerned about making sure that the recovery eventually gets back on track. Um, so they're clearly in the mode of a dovish camp and you know they're I think 
bias is to doing more and not less or taking back any sort of, um, you know, a policy accommodation that's in the system right now. Um, so I, I, I think that Powell will, will probably, you know, continue to signal that the economy is far from their goals and that they're strongly committed to using the tools um, and, and that, you know, they're not considering tape, tapering their per asset purchase program anytime soon. You know, we at NatWest Markets don't believe that this is something that they're gonna do at all this year. It's probably not until 2022 before they can feel comfortable enough that inflation has moved back up to uh, the, the range, what they feel is satisfactory. Um, you know, clearly the risk in listening to Powell uh, from their perspective is the, the downside risk to inflation. And they're trying to, you know, uh, thread the needle here by this new average inflation targeting um, backdrop that they're following, um, that they're trying to really be confident that the economy is back on track, that inflation is back close to and allowing it temporarily to go over uh, their medium 2% target that they'll want to see that before they start removing accommodation. Um, so, you know, I, I think he'll very much back away from any talk about tapering this year uh, and that the Fed is very still much focused on making sure that the recovery takes hold. Um, meanwhile, we'll get the, you know, every year there's the voting members of the FOMC shift around a bit from a regional presidential standpoint. So we'll get this year, there'll be a couple of new, four new voters and uh, rotating on and there'll be four voters from last year uh, that won't have a vote at this, this year's meetings. Uh, the four regional bank presidents who rotate onto the FOMC this year are Richmond Fed President Barkin, Atlanta Fed President uh, Bostic, Chicago Fed President Evans and San Francisco Fed President Daly. Um, then the four who are rotating off are Dallas Fed President Kaplan, Philly Fed President Harker, Minneapolis Fed President Kashkari, and of course, Cleveland Fed President Messer. It doesn't really change the composition. I think, you know, the overall rhetoric this year is likely to remain very dovish, um, given that the outlook is still highly uncertain. Uh, and it'll very much depend on how the path of COVID takes place that you know, sometimes you could see a rotation amongst bank presidents as having an impact on uh, the voting. But I think this year, like their dot plot in December showed, uh, the Fed is not going to be anxious to get rates back up for several years. Uh, through their forecast of 2023, they have no rate hikes penciled in, nor do we. And we don't think it's likely probably for even a couple of years after that. So I think the overall message is going to remain very dovish this week, um, but not really expecting all that many changes to the statement or to the overall tone from Fed Chair Powell.